I'm a big fan of technology. One of the craziest things in healthcare technology coming out, artificial wombs. Animals testing with artificial wombs. I'm talking about a plastic bag that looks like one of those, you know, those things that they take all the air out and it looks like you're stuck in it. Oh. <laughs> they put fluid in that thing and animals have survived. And they're planning to use that for human beings. Dun, dun, dun. You don't want to miss this. Hey, welcome back to the show. We are healthcare professionals that have unfiltered conversations on God, wellness, and purpose. Uh, it's called Nice Veins, bro. If you haven't already, subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss anything. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about God, wellness, and purpose. That's what we do. That's, That's what right. we do. And we talk about what's in the news, all these new things that are coming out. And uh, yeah, it's very chillax. Thank you so much, Lexa, again, for being uh, here. It is nice. I just have to look back to make sure that I hit the right button. But it is nice that you are here with me today. <laughs> hola, hola, hola. Yeah. Back again for another episode. That's right. Well, I feel like, so we've been recently finding a lot of new things up and coming in the healthcare world. I kind of want to know what y'all feel about this. Maybe we can make it a permanent segment and let it be a thing where we update you on what's new in healthcare today. But News, yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs a place for news and especially with all the... Uh, different outlets and stuff. There's a lot of like very formal ways of getting your news, but I think it's kind of fun to just sit and talk with healthcare people about what's in what's happening in the healthcare world. Mm -hmm. So it might be really sure. cool to do a segment that's just straight up, hey, what's the biggest headlines in news in healthcare? So mm -hmm. we're thinking about it. If you think that's a great idea, comment below, let us know, and we will consider it. Or we might just do it without your permission because we don't need your permission. <laughs> Today, uh, we are talking about artificial wombs, and there's an article that you you had found this past week. Tell mm -hmm. us about that article. Yeah, so in one of the new segments or the part of usnews.com, they kind of update us on what is up and coming. What's the newest thing in healthcare or what's the newest thing in the world right now in medicine? It was nuts to see that there is such a thing as artificial wombs right now. Yeah. Um, so this article is called Future of Artificial Wombs for Human Preemies to be Weighed by FDA Advisors. So currently the FDA is trying to figure out kind of what to do with this, whether it's something we can apply to human babies, because right now we only have record of it being successful with an animal. The whole goal of the FDA is to try and figure out some treatment for premature babies. Currently about 30% of infants that are born before the 22 week mark are the ones that survive. 56% of people born at 23 uh, weeks survive. Some of the terrible things that preemies have to face maybe later on in life is like development issues. Mm. What else? Yeah, Cerebral palsy. Yeah, there's, well, we know there's a lot of after effects of not being in the womb long enough. Like you think about it, all your organs don't have enough time to develop. Yeah. Um, you can have developmental delays, like you said, cerebral palsy, they breathing end up in issues. the ICU a right. lot of times, which then causes a higher risk for infection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. So all of your organs don't have as much chance to just grow where they can safely. And so, you know, we see that the standard of care now is if there's a baby that is born too early, they will probably go to the NICU where they're spending some time on mechanical ventilation and they have feeding tubes and we need to 
do a lot of medical intervention just to keep these babies alive. With this development, potentially it could eliminate or at least you know, increase the, the chance of life for the babies that are born way too early. And then we can transition them to neonatal intensive care. We see evidence of it having worked because right now we've had CNN covered um, the story of Philadelphia. A hospital in Philadelphia created this artificial womb and raised like a lamb. It says here in 2017, a group kept a developing lamb alive for 28 days mm. in a sterilized bag filled with fluid. During that time, the lamb received amniotic fluid, medicine and oxygen through tubes connected to uh, umbilical cord tissue and had a positive growth in its lung, GI tract and brain development. Those scientists would like to test the device called, this is the name of it, extra uterine environment for newborn development. It's the E-X-T-E-N-D called extend. It's very punny. <laughs> wow. They're wanting to do testing in humans. Ooh, that's kind of weird because, well, automatically it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me wonder what are the ethical considerations, you know? How do you decide which babies to test on? Because number one, what parent would want you to risk their child's life in First using this all, experimental way of extending their, their you I, know? I don't know, I don't know. First of all, if they're just a clump of cells, then it doesn't really matter, does it? There's like a category of parents that would not be okay with this. I mean, it's most, I feel like most parents, you know, most parents would not want their child to go through this unless it was the very last option. And it was the only option to extend and like keep their baby alive. Yeah. You know? So basically it's testing or death. That's like your, yeah. your options here. And I yeah. think that, well- what I'm saying is that that's where I could see a possibility where someone would be okay with it. At least right. me, in my right. personal opinion, yeah. testing uh, versus the other option being like a very, very high risk of death. Yeah. Then, yeah, let's go ahead and try this new thing, whatever. Right. It's like but a Hail if, Mary. Exactly. But if there is um, a method that has like been historically been the way that we do something mm – -hmm. And we're just gonna try this brand new thing. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing with NICU, like it's a it's a standard of care at this point. What's the standard of care, Miss NICU nurse over here? I'm not a NICU nurse. Me neither. Okay. Well, anyways, like to expect the the baby to be taken away to the NICU or to the intensive care yeah. unit for mm -hmm. babies. I I'm not super familiar with the timeframes and like the age. Someone the tell us age. in the comments if you're a NICU um, nurse. Yeah. I mean, so. Essentially, if your baby is, is struggling, you know, if there's something wrong, they need extra support, they can't survive without um, some kind of medical intervention, you know, like mechanical ventilation, like putting a breathing tube in a baby. That's not something mm -hmm. everybody faces. If you're having a quote unquote normal birth, your baby's born, oh, they placed on your chest. Mm -hmm. Yay. You know, mm -hmm. like everything goes well. Maybe you deal with some hypoglycemia or whatever, but essentially you go home in the next couple of days in a normal healthy birth mm -hmm. but for those who don't have a normal healthy birth they have to be taken away whisked away to the NICU for extra support I just like I wonder what about for the parents I don't know I was gonna say like the parents of babies that are not wanted that's another case in which I would see them being okay with their child taken away you know what I'm saying you're saying like that people sounds terrible who, people who are not wanting to have a kid yeah um, but I don't know what, <sighs> uh, well, if they don't do abortion, then 
be like, oh, before you do abortion, can we test your baby? It just seems like we're just doing testing on mice at that point. I think that's the whole issue at um, on the table right now because mm-hmm. the FDA is trying to figure out what are what like, are the how ethical do we determine, issues? Yeah, yeah. How do we determine mm-hmm. viability? <laughs> Which is the question that all that's of the world the million is asking. Dollar question. Like nobody's in agreement, or not nobody, but there there are huge splits in this mm-hmm. discussion on viability. Mm-hmm. What's the age? At what point should we say it's not okay to have an abortion? All of that. Yeah. So the FDA right now is talking about what are the ethical considerations? Mm. Is it okay to do this on human babies? It's tough. It's tough. You know, and, and what extra safeguards are needed in that if we do it, mm-hmm. if we do this trial or this clinical study with human babies, what do we need to do in order to ensure that it is ethical, that yeah. it is safe, Yeah, you know? And that's, I feel like that's a really difficult job to be able to, or to, to put down the law and say, this is what it is. This is what viability means. Yeah. Like, are you sure you can define that for all of the world? Here's the potential of what could happen if we do some, some of this testing, mm-hmm. right? If we... Um, move forward with some of this uh, stuff that they need, these scientists, to figure out whether it is something that works for human beings. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands of lives saved in the future because mm-hmm. of this new technology. And yeah. like, this is this is the thing that we find again and again and again. We're all afraid of new technology. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants to do the testing. And then afterward, we thank God for it. Or, or we don't yeah. even thank God for it. We like take it for granted because yeah. we don't understand that whenever it was first introduced, everybody was like, oh, no, we can't do this. This is terrible. You know, and yet it has saved many lives now. Mm-hmm. Like think about yeah. the new technologies that have come out and AI. We were just talking about AI. We were talking about week. AI. Yeah. Uh, about uh, like a week ago. And the crazy thing is that this is, again, one of those situations that if it does succeed, you know, everyone is going to be grateful for it. But sure. when it's not there, when the scientists are kind of like tied behind their, with their hands behind their back because, oh, they're not allowed to experiment, mm-hmm. then what are we just going to do? Not progress? We're not going to yeah. try, we're not going to try to, to, to figure something out to see what right. works. You're going to have to do something. Yeah. You, they already did it with a lamb. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously people are more fine with the lamb going through that testing. And I'm not talking about the animal rights activists, but <laughs> you know, the people can see that the, the value of life, it's like, okay, now you're dealing with humans. You're not dealing with animals. You're dealing with humans. There's yeah. a big, a big jump there. Yeah. It's, and it's not even, it's not just in Philadelphia that they've done this. They've also done it in the University of Michigan. With animals? With animals. Yeah. Specifically with animals. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've started because it's not, maybe right. it's not legal. FDA has to, yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely, so that's a big yeah. question on the table. Like I said earlier, it's whether we are going to proceed with human testing or not. Mm-hmm. But they've done it in Japan. Of course they've done it. Of course it. they've done it in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that's racist. Stop. I was like, that's not racist. <laughs> No, but you know, anyways, Japan, Australia, (laughs) and Canada. Yeah. (laughs) These people are progressive. I mean, and they're, and like Japan, the reason why we say that about Japan is not because we're saying, you know, they don't value life or anything. I'm, I'm saying that because Japan is advanced in their technology. Yeah. Uh, Canada yeah. because they're very progressive. So they're, in these yeah. other countries, they are moving forward on this. Right. They're always on the advance or on the edge of the forefront in A technology. Lot of, exactly. Which always brings the concern of like, 
What's ethical? AKA yeah. like Jurassic Park when they're, <laughs> they're testing on the dinosaurs. And they're like, it's like a, there's always a question of with innovation. What? Are I you just, embarrassed no, of the Jurassic Park No, no, Park I just reference? love that you brought that <laughs> into the conversation. Well, I was just saying, it's like... Jurassic Park analogy. Well, yeah, whenever you're trying to alter what nat- what is in nature, right? It. When That's you're good. experimenting. It- <laughs> Who knows? We might have a dinosaur come out of this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, it's just there's always going to be some kind of ethical consideration and there's always going to be pushback by people who are nervous Mm -hmm. that something's going to go wrong and you know what to be frank something will probably go wrong in any kind of experimentation it is absolutely going to go wrong yeah something is going to go wrong and someone's going to sue somebody (laughs) yeah gonna get pissed off for sure and but that's the thing that i'm typically the guy who's like super conservative on certain Mm -hmm. things but Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. If the goal is to save a life and you're doing testing to try to save the life, then go for it, you know, and you don't have other options mm-hmm. and you have consent from the parents, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You have consent from the parents and the and the whatever. That's where I would say, you know, why not? If they're wanting to save their child yeah. and they're wanting to try the testing by all means, you know, have them sign a piece of paper, obviously, but <laughs> case, you know, for right. legal reasons, but, right, yeah, but have sure. them sign a, a, a piece of paper and, you know, go forward with it. Tell us what you think, by the way, down in the comments, how you feel about this, this new artificial womb. I think it's, there are definitely ethical concerns. <sighs> oh, what would mm-hmm. be potential ethical concerns about mm-hmm. an artificial womb? Mm-hmm. And some of the first things that I got was it said equitable access and social justice. Oh, my word. So equitable that, access and social justice that. would basically mean who has access to this uh-huh. thing. And how do you determine? And how do you determine who yeah. gets like first dibs on this? Is right. this something that's going to be available for everybody who has a preemie? Yeah. Is it going to be for a charge? Right. Is it going to be cost right? driven? Obviously, it- it's going to be cost driven yeah. because everything in current modern healthcare, unfortunately, is. But- the biggest deciding factor if you are going to be able to have access to this or not, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning stages of it, is going to be your socioeconomic stand. Oh, status. absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's in anything. It's like Tesla's. I yeah. still can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, no, <laughs> insulin. Forget Tesla's. Oh, We're talking yeah, about true. things that are, that people yeah. need to survive. But I it's mean, ex- it's, super expensive. Exactly. And and that's where people get annoyed at Big Pharma. They mm-hmm. get annoyed. So that is obviously an ethical issue, equitable access and social justice. Another ethical concern would be the unintended consequences and unforeseen risks. We talked about that a little bit, but if there are consequences because you're trying to do some testing and it turns out to be bad, you know, mm-hmm. you have to weigh those risks. But again, yeah, sure. if everybody is on the same page about it, everyone understands the risks, you know, I mean, why not? That's my opinion. Eventually, they're going to have to come up with like a consent form that lists all of the risks. I don't know if you can know all the risks. That's that's another problem is you don't know. In comparison, when you're raising a child or whenever you're growing a baby in your womb, in a human's womb, there's warmth, there's um, constantly hearing the parents' voices, oh, or at least the mother's goodness. voice. Yeah. You know, there's um, the way in which the the developing brain has received stimuli from the outside environment. That's totally changed whenever you take a baby out of the human mother and put into this plastic bag. Are you saying that you would be concerned mm-hmm. that there would be actual psychological changes 
like long-term effects that nobody knows of because they didn't have that extra however many weeks in the womb? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's not like we have research on. I don't think we currently have research on psychological effects necessarily of what the baby's, you know, experiencing inside the womb and how they turn out eventually. Yeah. You know, there's like the whole discussion of nature versus nurture. There's just no way to to say for sure whether it wouldn't have a, a, a you know, a, a negative effect on emotions, on, you know, how the brain works, the physical implications. Like that has some serious uh. implications, especially when it comes to the traditional view that, you know, is held in, in many areas in the, in this world on roles, gender roles, right. Or, mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. when it comes to the whole childbirthing process, mm-hmm. there are certain, things that one does versus the other and so like the traditional view of pregnancy and childbirth and motherhood and and motherhood all of that is is challenged with this because (sighs) because even though the egg comes from a woman the sperm comes from a man in all cases Mm -hmm. when that egg is inseminated Mm -hmm. and it be and it becomes starts to become a human being or mm-hmm. whatever or it, it, that conception happens yeah you are it's plucked away you know obviously again the technology is after it's developed for some time in the mother's womb yeah right we're not we're talking about like the preemies this is yeah. the technology right now is focused on preemies mm-hmm. but eventually eventually i can see it happening if we are successful with this mm-hmm. that you could inseminate an egg mm-hmm. and someday you know, you could just put it in a lab and mm-hmm. it grows into a baby. Which, yeah. Voila, like, oh, you no longer have those those struggles. There's a lot of women that will not have a child because of the effects it will have on their body. So think about that. If eventually we oh get to a point. Oh, my word. Okay, sorry. It just connected. I know, it just connected. <laughs> if we get to a point where no woman ever has to deal with the struggles of childbirth. Of pregnancy. Of pregnancy. You basically just inseminate one of her eggs and it grows in some random lab somewhere in Minnesota. In a plastic bag. In some plastic bag. One of the most traditionally held, like, biggest things of womanhood, Mm -hmm. right, of what defines womanhood Mm -hmm. is childbirth. Right, childbearing. I already feel. I already hear the naysay or the people who disagree with you. I already hear. Like, I mean, the, I'm the, sure the, there's people who disagree with me, but just yeah. hear me out. Okay, okay. Like that's one of the things that it really, really defines what a woman is, mm-hmm. right? And so, what we're doing here in technology, right? There is um, almost a trajectory here that we can see that down the road, if we really develop this, it's almost removing that from the woman mm-hmm. and taking that childbearing role out. Now, I would, my gut reaction says something about that is wrong. Yeah. And my gut reaction says there is no way for that baby to have that connection, that psychological connection of the nine months that they're in the, their their mom. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, is, they're already psychologically developing. They're already, yeah. you know, you know, physically developing and all this stuff mentally all of these things emotionally even yeah um in the womb and you're just plucking them away from that so 
I can, I bet you there are psychological effects that happen later on. Yeah. If they're just growing in some bag somewhere. Yeah. It's almost scary. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine having a whole society of just babies that were not in a womb. They were, ba- they were, they, they were, were in a womb, raised- but it was in a, in a Walmart right. plastic bag that they says, were- <laughs> thank you for shopping. Okay. Just that's kidding. not sterile, but they would be raised and born in some like yeah. baby farm. Yeah. Some baby farm. How insane. Imagine just Amazon. You go on there and be like, this is what I want. You just add it to the cart. Yeah, add it to the Prime cart. Prime delivery. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Prime gosh. delivery. That's so scary. It's just some in, it's some in, in some incubator somewhere. <sighs> well, you know, when my, so side note, little like story. Build a baby instead of build, build a, a bear. baby. Yeah. <laughs> my brother, my, my brother is seven years older than me. And whenever he was, whenever he was a little kid, he was like trying to ask my parents to have another baby. But yeah. he thought, you could just buy them at Walmart. He's like, well, let's, yeah. why can't you just go to Walmart and buy another baby? She's oh, like, child. She's like, that's not how it works. Damn. <laughs> but I mean, that it could happen. It could become a reality with this. Who knows? Uh, I mean, we can't predict the future. I don't see how that could ever happen. It's kind of like when people start talking about emotional robots, you know, robots oh. becoming emotional or becoming like basically at, on par with, with humans. I just don't see how that technology could get that far. But you never know. You never know. You never know. And, you know, I just know that Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Because <laughs> all these ethical issues, um, they, they're they're going to give us a headache. Yeah. I think so. So, but anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this <laughs> very interesting uh, topic and that, um, yeah, our, our goal is to be informative, to be inspiring, and somewhat entertaining. I hope that we're entertaining. <laughs> but uh, unfiltered conversations on God, wellness, and purpose right here at the Nice Brains World Podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please uh, drop a comment below. Uh, if you are listening on a podcast platform that's just audio only, like, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review because it helps uh, a ton. And tell a healthcare worker to listen today if you're on your way to work tell someone today oh my goodness about the podcast so aggressive i'm counting on you you are my marketing team because i i I can't afford a marketing team (laughs) (laughs) anyway thank you so much i hope that we were able to make you laugh or smile today remember to be a positive force and influence within healthcare and society que dios me lo bendiga When I would listen to podcasts before I became a podcaster myself, I didn't realize how much leaving a five-star review helped. And so now on this side, I just want you to know that it really does mean a whole lot when people review and share the content. So if you enjoyed it, please share it with somebody and leave a five-star review on whichever platform you use, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And if you're interested, you can also find us on social media at NiceVeinsBro or shop online at NiceVeinsBro.com. My personal stuff you can find under Nene Pablo, which is spelled N-E-N-E-P-A-B-L-O. I spend most of my time on YouTube making vlogs and videos and on Instagram. So I would love to connect with you. And remember, be a positive force and influence within healthcare and society. It's all about God, wellness, and purpose here. Thank you for listening.